Well, we are getting going again on another episode of the Rise and Thrive show. I'm Erin Warhol, and I'm here with my friend and mentor, Mary Hayes Greco. Hi, Erin. Hey. Yeah, so how are you doing, Mary? I know you want to, You have a specific thing you want to talk about, but uh, before we dive into kind of looking at how we're both handling the pandemic and doing so in a good, good way, what, what's up with you lately? What's up? Um, I just got back from several trips and uh, they were good little trips to people I love, mm-hmm. um, but I'm kind of now in that space between trips and what's next, you know, what's next in work and, and goals and, you know, stuff to take care of and that sort of thing. So, so I had kind of a busy day in a good yeah. way. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, I made it so. <laughs> because I was feeling a little, uh, I, I could say lost, but I, I'm going to try and say other things. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know, I'm, we're in the process of getting ready for Thanksgiving and my daughter came home from college, um, but she's not on vacation yet. She's still doing homework and test has tests. She's just doing them remotely. And um, so our household suddenly shifted again. Mm. And, you know, we're having fun. It's fun. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. She, when she's here, we do this. And when she's here, we go there and we talk about this. And, and we um, remind her about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you had mentioned that you want to talk a little bit about, you know, a sense of feeling lost and how to reframe that or how to reset that. And uh, I thought that sounds like a good topic for us to dive in. You know, these. I'm thinking I'm not the only person. Right. In this room. <laughs> yeah. Feeling a little lost some days because, you know, we're still in the pandemic and uh, my work yeah. is still affected by it. Yeah. And, you know, things that I would normally have running and in place right now are not because they are in person groups and retreats mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, and I, I miss my work. I'm, I'm one of the people that's underemployed. I'm not one of the people that's working too hard, too hard, mm-hmm. too hard. <laughs> I'm trying to deal with the public <laughs> to find the public. <laughs> well, yeah. And we've been coming together on these conversations and really trying to put our focus and attention on the self-mastery tools that you teach at your workshops, the forgiveness and the unconditional love and all the things that are part of self-mastery, like boundaries and energy and intuition and so I think all those things that help us be connected to our souls and be moving in a sense of purposefulness that is being guided from our souls. Yes. All those good things. Yeah. And I think actually when you feel a little off that, I, that is the right time to come together and kind of sort through it with a, with a good friend, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're good friends. We, we help each other kind of get back on track with, with the self-mastery when, when necessary. And so, yeah, let's talk a little bit about this topic. And I guess, first off, if you could say more about what you mean by feeling lost. Well, I guess because my, my coaching counseling practice uh, is really down and my groups are not happening. And my husband is away for um, maybe two weeks or more, mm. which is, 
and, and he's been like my teddy bear. <laughs> he's been right next to me, all cozy and making me feel loved and safe and good for, you know, usually he's, he's very home-based, but he's, he's taking a big trip right now. So, um, so that's, that's different. And, um, you know, we have our little routines and mm-hmm. uh, now we don't and that sort of thing. But as I, as I entered my day today, I enter all days with, um, uh, a cup of jasmine green tea in mm. my hands and making a beeline from my chair in my pretty porch office and doing some spiritual stuff. Cause I think I wake up many days in low mood. I think that's just mm. in my, in my family's chemistry and I have to, you know, to, to turn up the dial a little bit with um, certain spiritual practices. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there I was and I, I noticed I wanted to sigh and say the word lost. And then I stopped myself Mm. because um, I've had a wonderful teacher in this life. Her name was Edith Stoffer and she was a master. Oh my gosh. She was (laughs) so amazing in, in such a, uh, I don't know, such a grounded, simple, beautiful human way. And she, she taught me a couple of tricks when I was hanging out with her, um, earlier on in my life, um, about, um, how important it is the language that we say to ourselves about where we're at, how important it is, Mm. how we frame it. So my mouth started to form the words lost and I stopped because I remember, um, the couple of times that I would say something to her, like, well, I don't know. I'm confused blah, 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 blah. And she would just stop me. She'd say, are you confused or are you not clear yet? Because it it matters to your brain how you say that. Mm -hmm. If I say I'm confused, I'm claiming confusion. I Mm -hmm. am confused. And, uh, and it's not really helping my, uh, my clarity. And if I say, I am not yet clear yet. I'm saying the word clear to myself. I'm saying the word clear to my brain. And it, you know, it's talking about the same situation, but to say that I am not yet clear assumes that I could get clear and then the clarity is possible and clear is a nice word. And, and it, uh, it kind of leaves the door open for the next, uh, small but powerful step in whatever I do. So I I like that. Yeah, I do. I'm sort of wondering, and I, I always love it when you talk about Edith, because um, I never got to meet Edith, but I've, I feel like she is very much alive in spirit when you share the wisdom from her and you met her um, many years ago and she was 86 and I was 32. Mm -hmm. She was 70. Mm-hmm. 77. Oh. And yes, yes. And she was in good form. <laughs> and she had been in practice as a psychologist and a student of life um, for many, many years at that point. And she just had a lot of wisdom and she shared oh, it with you very openly. So and, and, you know, of course, they learned a lot from her in by taking her classes and workshops, but just uh, actually just being with her, living with her. And she, she really took me as a student, you know, mm-hmm. she, 
she allowed me to come visit her for nine days at a time wow. at her home in California and you know, be her, her guest. And, and each day we would do some um, therapy type work and, and we would you know, cook together and uh, take walk or whatever. And I learned more in those, in those everyday, you know, in the cracks of things, conversations, mm-hmm. it was such a blessing to have um, a wise person like that. And she, she was really a, a friend and a mother and a teacher mm-hmm. um, and a gardener and a gardener, a gardener <laughs> of people. And she, yeah, she was an avid and natural gardener. And I remember one time she came running in with some poke salad in her hands. That's something that comes from where she grew up in Texas. <laughs> it's good. It's delicious. It's kind of like arugula poke salad. Oh, okay. And, and she just kind of threw this over her shoulder. She says, you know, if you know how plants grow, then you know how people grow. Mm. And I took from that, yeah, you know, people are like plants. We need uh, water and light and fertilizer and pruning and admiration, you know, it, it, all of that's, mm-hmm. that's true. So that's just an example of one of the little things she would just toss over her shoulder as she was chopping up poke salad. Well, if you know how plants grow, then you know how people grow. Mm. And that, those little things just really, really stuck with me. Like the idea of not affirming confusion. So anyway, I, I have been developing my inner Edith all these years. And I found oh. myself last week that I was working with a client and she kept saying, she said this like three or four times. She said, I'm so stuck, blah, blah, oh. blah, 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 blah. I'm stuck because blah, 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 blah. And I found myself, my, my Edith voice came out you know, and I said, wait a minute, <laughs> are you stuck or are you just not yet moving ahead? And so we're saying moving ahead is going to happen. Well, I, I love that because what it's doing is it's sort of putting you in a different relationship to um, the adversity that is alive for you at that moment. And so instead of like completely like wrapping yourself in it, in stuckness, and that's who I am and I'm stuck and here, look, I'm stuck here and I'm, look, I'm stuck there. Um, it's saying, okay, but I have a goal. I have an intention. I want to be over there where uh, things are not stuck and things are flowing. And so the using language and using your perspective and attitude to put, put yourself more in motion toward what you're aiming for, rather than announcing, you know, where you happen to be this moment in time, rather than reaffirming it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm (laughs) stuck and I'm going to be stuck. (laughs) She said it so powerfully. She said it with a lot of gusto and energy and it just, it just made me go, Oh, Oh no. (laughs) Well, and I I guess energy into that word on the other hand, not on the other hand, but I can see, I totally relate to that because part of when I'm, when I'm sort of coming when I'm coming to understand where I happen to be, or, you know, I, maybe I don't know exactly. And it sort of is like, okay, I feel uncomfortable. I feel discomfort. I feel low or something I'm searching in my mind and kind of in my being for like, well, what's wrong? What is it? And I might go, oh my gosh, I'm stuck. Like, and it might be a kind of an aha, you know, where, where I I'm first naming it. Right. Right. Well, you start there. Mm-hmm. Start there, but then don't stay there. Okay. Right? <laughs> Move on along. Yeah. And I was just thinking that um, this morning when I was trying to find what is the medicine word 
instead of lost. Oh, okay. Yeah. Myself. And I was thinking, well, I don't know. I, I sort of feel like I'm post something. I'm post trip. Mm-hmm. I sort I feel like I'm pre something mm-hmm. like I'm pre whatever I'm going to be uh, crafting and sharing with people next year. Yeah. I, I have I don't have clarity yet on my particular classes, which will be on Zoom, et cetera. So I'm pre uh, next year. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm pregnant with something. Mm. Like there's something in there brewing, and uh, like when you're pregnant, it's there's something growing inside you. Yeah, and, yeah, and you can't see it yet, but you trust it. You trust that it's going to be a baby that you will love. Mm-hmm. And you can't push it. Sometimes you can't push it. You can't, you know, uh, demand it to stop. I mean, it's just, it's life. It's something is, is, um, is, uh, you know, embryonic inside. Yeah. You. So, and it yeah. knows it in some ways it, it knows what it's doing with or without your conscious help. It's, it, it has an intentionality that, you know, a baby is going to be born and it's almost like it's put out of reach from us so that we can't get in there and start manipulating and start going, well, no, I think it no, should go this way. No, this is the plan I want. Let life do its thing. <laughs> life, life doesn't need us to yeah. push that along. Yeah. So, so anyway, at this time, um, with my husband gone and my uh, plans not yet gelling, mm-hmm. uh, not yet clear in my mind, for the coming year of my work, because being a freelancer, I'm the boss of me, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have to, you know, I have to come up with things that are meaningful to me and a pleasure for me to do and useful to people. And uh, hmm, what is that next thing going to be? So, uh, so I find that at times like this, I, I really take to a lot of uh, meditation and asking, just asking, mm. asking God. So what do you think? What do you want me to do? What do you, what wants to get created with mm-hmm. me? And, uh, and just sitting with that question. And I've got, I've gotten two really good ideas pop. Oh, really? And then, yeah. I won't talk about them right now, but um, yeah, in the last uh, two or three weeks, because I was consciously putting that question on the table between me and my higher self, um, two really, really worthy ideas have popped. So I wrote them down and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to keep doing this mm-hmm. this week as much as I can, or until I feel like, okay, I see the shape of things. And, um, sometimes, you know, I, I go through these times when I have to be just, just quiet a lot and yeah. um, not, not uh, making a big splash in, in the world at this time. But um, I was comforted today because I was, um, I was rereading Eckhart Tolle. And by the way, I think it's important what we read. <laughs> oh, for sure. I have my, I have my escape <laughs> uh, historical fiction. Sure. But, you know, I like to, I like to, uh, get the juicy spiritual vitamin thing going mm-hmm. too. like, what is it now? Well, so I'm reviewing um, the new earth by Eckhart Tolle. I love that book, right? Oh my God. I love it. It's genius. It mm-hmm. is so genius. And what I'm really excited about Aaron is 
I understand more of it <laughs> this mm-hmm. time than the first time I read it. The first time I read it, I felt like, um, <laughs> this veil of illusion was over my brain. And I was like, I know you're saying true things, but I don't think I really understand. I don't really know if I can do that. I just felt, you know, just kind of stupid with it. And that, that was a while ago. I don't, it might've been 10 years ago and I'm, I'm rereading it and mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, oh, that is so true. I agree with that. I know, I, I know what you're saying right there. But anyway, the comforting thing that I read today was two things. And this might be useful for um, our friends that we're hanging out with, um, some of you. Two things, he says that there's really an important role for people who are living quiet lives, but are really practicing becoming conscious, really Mm. practicing becoming um, in full awareness and not in their egos, that we're creating um, a space and he calls it a frequency. He says, there's people all around the world that are praying and meditating on trying to be kind and trying to let some of the higher light come through our words and actions. Mm-hmm. And he calls, he calls us frequency holders mm. on the planet that we're holding a higher frequency. And then he went on to beautifully explain what that looks like in daily life too, is anything that we're doing with, let me see if I can remember this. I just read it an hour ago, but it's, Anything that we're doing with acceptance, enjoyment, or enthusiasm. Yes. Or some combination of those things. Yes. Is is higher consciousness and is helping me and helping everybody because we're all one thing. Isn't that lovely? So again, the three things that he says describe higher consciousness in action are the experience of acceptance or enjoyment or enthusiasm. Yes. And I, I'm remembering that as you're bringing this up from that book. And basically Eckhart Tolle is saying, if you find yourself in some other modality than those three, get out of it and get to those. He you does. Know. He says, yeah. basically, you're managing some kind of suffering. <laughs> if you're not yeah. in, those, in those three attitudes, you are in some kind of, you know, a uh, uh, process of mild to great suffering or, mm-hmm. or taking on or taking in too much the suffering of someone nearby you. So to bring that back around to this notion of being in a state where you don't know what's going to happen where you're kind of in the unknown and you're there's uncertainty all around, which is, you know, something that we've all been facing through the pandemic um, to, to greater or lesser degrees, but to say, okay, I'm in the unknown. I don't, you know, you Mary, you don't know exactly what shape your classes on zoom will take. You know, that they're not going to be in, in person anytime soon, but I guess what he would be saying is, well, uh, are you facing that with acceptance? or enjoyment or enthusiasm. Right. And which, which one, and if it's, if it's something other than those three, well, what can you do to get to those three? Exactly. 
because otherwise yeah. I have no business teaching a class. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But, you know, I think like, like our relationship to the unknown is really, um, uh, it's a challenge. It's part of the self-mastery challenge, right? And it's, you, you, could, you can make a case for having anxiety over the unknown. I mean, you certainly can but maybe that's not the most constructive approach. And so, you know, that's okay, well, I good point. <laughs> yeah. I could be, I could accept that it's the unknown, but what could I even like be, could I enjoy not knowing mm-hmm. or, or, or could I name it something that isn't scary? Mm, you know, okay. Oftentimes, you know, in talking about, you know, what kind of words we put to things, Oftentimes when we say the unknown, we say it with a little ominous vibe around mm-hmm. it. It's the unknown. Yeah. Um, sometimes we say it that way, but I have been um, starting to call it the friendly unknown. Oh, I like that. Yeah. that Yeah, that's where the potential is. Something really good could come out of this newness, this, you know, things that are just Thanks. coming together. Yeah, this open space, yeah. this open creative space. And usually, you know, God is no slacker. God is is up to something all the time. God is creating something uh, for me, through me, even though I don't always know what it is. Mm-hmm. So, so let me just call it the friendly unknown. Mm-hmm. Well, I really like that, Mary. I think that is a wonderful way to kind of reframe your experience and to put yourself in a place where you're ready for what's next, even though you don't know what it is. And I could see, I could even see bringing some enthusiasm to that. Possibly. It's kind of like if you're going to go meet a friend and, or you're going to go meet someone who uh, a friend is going to introduce you to as someone who is going to be a friend. It's like the friendly unknown. Okay. So we kind of go to the go to the next step of that meeting with a little enthusiasm. Great. Well, cool. Well, thanks for talking. And uh, anyone who's along on the ride, you know, you're welcome to send us a a note. You could send a, what's your email address, Mary, that people should send you a note to? Forgiveness training at gmail.com. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we're glad you're with us and we'll just keep having these conversations and we'll keep just sort of facing into whatever's on in front of us. And we'll try to do it with uh, acceptance and enjoyment and enthusiasm. So thanks so much. Thank you.